0: Everybody and welcome to another episode of Carbonite Bounty BS. Um, how's everyone doing today? Hey, good. How you doing, yo? Good. good. Yeah, we're, we're feeling good today. Uh, yeah. Glad you guys are back again to listening to us. Uh, whether you're listening in a vehicle or watching live with us, uh, tuning on to us, tuning into us from various platforms. And before we get into the show and in the nitty gritty,
1: let's let DP uh, Brown uh, show you guys where to find us. Nerdcyclopedia.com, people. Make sure that you're going to the site, finding all our um, you know links to all our um, different platforms where you can actually download our episodes and listen to them on your favorite podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, um, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcasts, we are there. Make sure that you're following us on your favorite social media platforms um, at NerdCyclopedia on Twitter facebook instagram and also send us that feedback we like hearing you from you you know right on facebook which we are live on right now um and also at nerd nurse, you know, nurse at nerdcyclopedia.com
0: all right gentlemen well without further ado uh we'll dive right into this so this is our carbonite bounty bs Basically, reaction and thoughts of uh, our episode two watch. So for all our listeners and viewers out there, we did a rewatch of episode two, and we're going to basically dive into our topic points as far as what we felt with this movie. And, um, you know, before we went live, kind of funny, we had we, we didn't want to spare, you know, spoil too many um too many clues with ourselves, but we there are definitely some different directions that we all felt this movie went. So, without a further ado, we'll go opposite today. So, we'll start with
1: DP. Uh, what were your initial thoughts on the movie? The first immediate thought that I had, and I text Hitch, you know, this right as soon as I started watching the movie, mm-hmm. the it looked a lot cleaner, a lot smoother. Um, the, I it just, everything just looked good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting up here watching a movie. I'm like, this is night and day compared to what the, you know, episode one looked like. And I'm texting him and I'm sitting up here like, you know, why is that? He texts me back film. I'm sorry. Um, you know, it's, it's digital, you know, the last movie was film. So I'm like, Oh, okay. So yeah, right about that time is probably when technology came up to a point where Lucas was like okay I'm just doing everything you know digital you know transitions and all that stuff so um I mean my first that was my first thought was that how smooth the movie looked my second thing was again I'm having fun you know um it's a little darker you know than than what the phantom menace was but I'm still having fun you know going through like Anakin's journey and you know he's doing some you know really suspect stuff in the movie uh, another thing i was looking at um that this movie definitely gets a lot more political than it you know the last movie did and how um it re- actually eerily relates to a lot of stuff that's going on today you know i don't know if uh, lucas was a soothsayer but you know a lot of the stuff that you know that was going on back in 2002 you know maybe you know a lot of people couldn't relate but man talking about the different politics and you know dictatorships and you know, um, you know, democracies falling (laughs) and everything (laughs) or being, you know, coming to uh, coming into question, um, was another thing I was noticing, um, you know, with this movie other than that. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's a really good movie, you know, um, and it was a lot darker than what I, you know, what I encountered with the first movie and coming from a casual perspective. Mm -hmm. Right. What do you think Hitch?
2: Well, you know, this movie is a special movie, in my opinion, because this came out when I was a senior in high school. So this is actually, like, right at, boom, you know, peak, like, waste. They have lots of time to waste, lots of money uh, to waste. And I've, I have a picture of this because I went to see this movie on opening night, and this is the first Star Wars I actually got out to for opening night. And I went in cosplay it. And, and the funny thing is, you know, I was in this play called Don't Drink the Water, and uh, I went – I just didn't have time to change, so I just went in this costume, which is – uh, the costume I wore in the show, uh, Bermuda shorts and all, and I was just people kept asking me what character I was supposed to be, and I just told them I was Luke's uncle. I was like a Han Skywalker.
1: Han uh, Skywalker. Wow. Yeah,
2: and you know a lot of that, a lot of that made me think back to to that time, and it's 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 so weird to think about, but if if you if you got pregnant on nine eleven, your baby would have been born when this movie came out, pretty much, right? I mean, this yeah. is exactly this is that school year because that's that's what ha- it happened in the beginning of my um, of my senior year. So this is the 9-11 Star Wars. And so, you know, one of the things that we're experiencing now in 2021 is a lot of um, tumult amongst. Um, well, about the presidential election and the coming inauguration on Wednesday. And that tumult, I think, is making us sort of I think we're feeling that in the soul of this movie. Right. We're feeling this sort of angst. Uh, To speak directly to the political end of the plotting here, you know, at the time, I thought that a president or an elected leader trying to take total control of a democracy was farcical. And now, obviously, (laughs) I don't I don't feel like that anymore. (laughs) I feel like that. That scared me real bad. Yeah. You know, I I think maybe this watch, I like the movie a little bit more. And I think I could put my finger on what I didn't like about it the first time. So here's my here's my thing about this movie The, the thing that doesn't work about it, but I think it's okay. So this movie, the love story between Anakin and Padme stinks. It's terrible. It's bad. It's bad. It's yeah. not written really great. And to be honest, the matchup between these people stinks. And I'm gonna I'm gonna point this out because I, I was we were texting as we watched, and the thing I kept texting you guys was, oh my god, this guy commits to committing a genocide, and then and then Padme just like, we're married now, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then she's like, well, it couldn't have been that. Well, you know, your mother died. Like this whole scene exactly plays out like this. He's like, well, your mother died, you know, maybe something. We can say it was something terrible. He goes, no, 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 that was all over with. And even after it was done, I still slaughtered them all, even the kids. And then they make out. It's the weirdest thing ever. And I'm just like thinking to myself, you know, I remember seeing this movie. And at the time I was like, okay, something was wrong about that. And I didn't get what it was. And then the Anakin thing just didn't, you know, there was something about it that didn't make a lot of sense. And then I'm watching this movie now in 2021. And as soon as we get to the Lars household, he says, the sand, he says, the sand people are animals. And we should kill them all. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's the very first thing that's said in the place where Luke Skywalker is going to grow up.
0: <laughs> right.
2: So, I mean, I definitely felt that darkness, like you said, DP, this go round, especially in Anakin. Because, my goodness gracious, he commits to this slaughter of an entire, like, tribe, yeah. which is just an extended family unit because these are tribal people.
1: yeah. And, you know, we yeah. say
2: Star Wars is a Western, right? Right. So who are the, I mean, who are who are the sand people of this as a Western? These are, you right. know, uh, the Native Americans. And apparently it's just totally cool to slaughter them, And then we can just go to some bug plant and do some more killing. And that, I, 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 I that gets her motor running for some reason. I don't know.
1: I was about to say it was great to see the Sand people because um, I'm relating them from like Mandalorian and stuff. So I mean, I, for everybody that's like watching throwback stuff or um, just just getting reminiscent you know, reminiscing about, you know, watching Mandalorian and reminiscing about what they've seen in Star Wars, it was a great way to tie stuff back. So well, that we was know good to see.
2: the Sand people are people. We know they're not animals. We know they're not heartless. We know that about okay. them now because yeah. of our perspective from the Mandalorian. So that yes. makes that scene yes. where yes. he just goes yes. ham and starts yes. cutting people yep. so mm-hmm. much more impactful yeah. because we yeah. know for a fact that he yeah. is in fact committing these murders and for some reason everybody's turning a blind eye because of his ability and, <laughs> and that that uh makes a lot more sense to me now than it did back then
1: <laughs> what are you thinking
3: ken so i'm gonna come to anakin's defense here
2: oh so,
3: here here's the thing here's how high you know when when I watched the movie, I watched it when it was in out in the theaters like you did, Hitch. I watched it probably over a hundred times in the theater. I watched it subsequently many times per year since then. And this this one of the prequel. This is my favorite one because it really really dives into how this story gets kickstarted. So it's the accelerant to the fire of the galaxy. Okay, this this movie. So. I get what you're saying, Hitch. I totally get you. You know, you can't just go and just decimate an entire little tribe of people out of out of anger. But why did he do it? One, he's already he's a very powerful Jedi on the fence between good and evil and all he's looking at things and he's getting pushed to the to the evil side. Obi-Wan is giving him a hard time. Padmé's kind of not really accepting him right off the bat so she's get being very you know uh guarded with him and then these monsters murder his mother who he's yeah. already guilty for spending i I I'm, and forgive me is it like 16 years he's 16 years away it's about 10. in the something something like that so he's he, he he's he feels like he abandoned her for the, for this period of time to be a jedi so there's guilt. There's anger. There's fear. There's uh, you know he he's he's not getting the the love back from Padme that he that he expected, and it all just explodes. And I totally get why he murdered all those Tusken Raiders. I I might too. <laughs> I I think I and and I feel like he's I feel like Anakin although. He he goes he goes a little bit far and all the great dictators of the of history go a little bit far. But yeah,
1: they sure do.
3: There's bright points, though, along the way. You know, when you're when you're when you're going down a certain path, there's always points where there's good. And and anyone can admit that there's like good things. And he has a good uh, thought of he wants a government that gets people gets things done and solves problems for the people. He says that. He says he he wants to just solve problems, stop all the arguing and the bickering and the debates, and solve the problem. Do it, and that's the kind of person he wants to be. And he solved the problem. He well he couldn't he couldn't save his mother, but he solved the problem. He got rid of the Tuscan Raiders. So in his mind, he sort of solved that problem. But he's now conflicted. What he just did versus
1: what he should have done. So. I, yeah, whether I, that's a good or bad thing, that's a big question. Well, so he solved the problem, but it's right. a, it's a question of right. It's very questionable. There's
3: a lot of ethical questions, and it goes it goes to his 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 training and how he's gonna use that now. How do you move forward through it? What's your next step? But the way the the way the movie really built on, built and shown showed you how everything the, the whole stage was laid out for the galactic empire. To rise up and take over because the the basically the population was just sick of all the the, the bickering and the, the trade federation, and the bank federation, and 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 you know, they couldn't get along and everything was being torn apart and and the, the the uh you know the there were gangsters and and mafia everywhere on all the planets. People were just sick of it. And they wanted something that that brought order to the galaxy, and that's that yeah. was the Galactic Empire, wow. and in. The-
2: but Palpatine's already in charge. He's already been in charge for 10 years. So if you're talking about a system where it's in- inherently unjust and, you know, there's slavery, let's not forget that that's actually what's going on in Tatooine. You know, you you can't just you can't just say, you know, Palpatine himself can't say, well, we need to do we need to do this. We need to bring order to the galaxy because he's he's the um <clears throat> he's the Supreme Chancellor. Yeah, so. You know, for me, this this whole thought about, you know, Anakin being a man of action and Anakin wanting to get things done, you know, as someone who spent the subsequent four years uh, on a political philosophy degree, I'll tell you that people that want to do these things often overlook the fact that the reason you don't want to charge ahead and do whatever you want is because you trample on a bunch of people's rights. And, by the way, you end up building your government on a river of blood, and that's bad, which I, I guess is what the point of Star Wars Episode Four is, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I I, know. I'm just looking
1: at this, just this movie. I I see where Ken is coming from, from the the story perspective. Yeah, it it makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, I don't want to bring a whole bunch of like, you know,
3: arbitrary ethics into it. This is just Mm -hmm. the movie and this is the setup for the middle trilogy. Mm -hmm. And so you got to you got to start somewhere. And I think the movie does a really good job of building up the characters and giving you the stage that platforms the Galactic Empire and how that how that comes up. Right. And of course, what happens at the end? Anakin regrets everything that he did, everything, and he eventually comes back to the to the to the middle to the to the good, and you know, and 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 that's it. But right, yeah, my favorite of the prequel, anyway.
0: It's up there for me as well. Um, I, I thought, it would, I mean, it was one of those things. I really liked the movie. Um, some of the dialogue was, was a little iffy, but. Um, I thought the premise of the movie was well, it was directed well. I mean, like you were saying, being a digital film, I thought it flowed better than the first one, even by, you know, the character development. Um, The the conflicts are pretty quick, but they weren't like too quick to where you jump to, you know, another planet or another scene. So I thought there was more attention to detail in some of the scenes. But uh, as I said, you know, we'll get into this now, but I mean, I know. All you listeners, I mean, I as I said last week, I'm not a fan of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I do like the fact that we got the giant uh, kind of character holes. And I, I like how George set that up. I mean, clearly, we if you rewatch this now, and you wouldn't have might have not picked up on it like I didn't, but clearly it sees the holes in the Jedi Council, because clearly he wasn't ready to be a Jedi Master, let alone a Jedi Knight. Yeah. And it just shows as far as his development yeah. for his Padawan, it, you know, Qui-Gon, before he met the kid, felt suffering, sensed these things. These are standard Jedi traits that each master, I believe, should have. You know, how would Yoda, you know, sense that? How would the council sense it? Mace Windu But when these things are going on, he doesn't, he kind of turns a blind eye. And that's where this conflict is kind of not really hatred towards him, but this jealousy. And I guess they're both love for Padme. kind of, you know, and maybe this is what Yoda was talking about as far as why jedi can't love because certain people like anakin like obi-wan kind of got blinded by being in love with padman their feelings towards her took their mind and focus off of what they should be as far as jedi members and even sensing things so uh, i really thought how he set it up as we develop these characters further on was spot on um you know uh, the battle scenes, the the lightsaber, the action. I mean, with this being digital, it looks looks so much cleaner, like you guys oh, have yes. said. Oh
1: mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah. You know the the fights weren't too kind of you know over the top. I, I just thought as far as the movie was really balanced, as far as how it was laid out, and um, you know it, it, this is really the I think this is the fall of Jedi Empire, meaning um, even before Episode three. I mean, right now the Jedi are militarizing. You know, clones. I mean, this is really like. I think where the jedi order lost their way this is the episode where you know yoda the council i mean it's it's just not for what uh we would assume the jedi stand for as defenders of the peace but i mean you know as we get dive into this i mean they literally have an army so when why would jedi need an army so to speak of of this and even the assaults, um you know it's just it doesn't seem to me when you think about jedi like things this would be from a defenders of the, you know, kind of galaxy perspective that you would come to a Jedi Knight, so to speak.
2: One thing that's interesting is this, this battle you know, of is in the first, the uh, execution scene, right? When all the Jedi show right. up, the mm-hmm. Jedi aren't really like soldier soldiers, you know what I mean? They're, they're not, you know, they have, they're like wizards almost and they're kind of like uh, force multipliers. So seeing them fight as a group was sort of weird. Right. And it's weird right. to see them, take so many casualties there i mean that they got decimated there were probably 150 jedi in the in the the thing and maybe 20 or 30 come out of there you know if we're talking about maybe 10,000 jedi i've seen that number floated around at the beginning of maybe episode one this decimation and like you said the suborning of, of themselves to the state is really what does the men because the jedi are essentially philosophers and they're bound to the force and what happens when the force and the state disagree so now they are unable to see that they're being manipulated by of course Sidious, the greatest manipulator in the history of the galaxy uh this whole thing seems a lot more intricate when you look at it and then and you guys are talking about layout let's think about the irons that that Palpatine has in the fire here. So he's got Dooku running his own Dooku game, right? Which is being the, the separatist and trying to get that chaos so that he can get his special powers. He's got the assassination plot on Padme to try to isolate Anakin from Obi-Wan, right? And then he suggests he he's the one that interjects them into all of that. And here's the only thing that, that this is not ever stated, but it has to be true. He has to be behind what happens to Shmi Skywalker. He has to be because who else would do that? Who else is gonna tell these sand people to just hold her and torture her for 30 days because what's the point of that if it isn't to get anakin distracted and to get anakin to go on this this chase for his mother that will end in this massacre that will end in this giant step forward for anakin toward the dark side and he has so many other things spinning around this right with the droid army and the clone army and the senatorial gambiting and making Jar Jar. Binks into a <laughs> like a, uh, a useful idiot, that the Jedi are too busy dealing with these galaxy-wide issues to do anything about the fact that suddenly, you know, their golden Boy, the, the, the man who's supposed to bring balance to the force, is now taking this step towards selfishness, taking this step towards self-satisfaction, because that's all he gets out of this vengeance.
3: I wonder when when would Obsidia influence the Tuscans to to do that? I, this the story was she was uh, picking, she was she was doing something, she was uh, harvesting something, and she stayed back while the others went in, and that's when the Tuscans got her. So, do you think it was a kidnapping kidnapping plot of some sort? Maybe maybe through through the huts, Obsidia. Sidious working through the huts might have. Well, just think about
2: how much money this guy has and like what's at his command. Right. And we're talking about basically the entire the entire galactic civilization. What he has to do is so minimal. And he already knows that that he knows all about Anakin. He knows Anakin. Right. He knows all about this story. He knows that Anakin's mother is still somewhere in the middle of Tatooine. All he has to do is go find her. And that's his weak point. That's the thing. See, that's the thing about leaving Shmi behind. that's so that I remember last week I said that was that was the Phantom Menace was not getting her. It leaves this giant back door. You know, we talk about Grogu and the Mandalorian and how Luke says he has to get he will not be safe until he has control of his powers, right? Well, Anakin's the same way. Anakin is not going to be safe until he has control of his powers, and what can make him lose it? Hurt his mama. And let me tell you, I mean, I'm not yeah. listen you hurt my mom. I mean, I'm not gonna be. <laughs> it ain't gonna be it's, nice either, right? Yeah,
1: it's not, hey, you're, I mean, it's just like Ken said. I mean, you're not gonna be pretty. You know, too happy about that. And mm-hmm. your feelings, you know, they they bubble up. And not everyone handles feelings in a um, you know, straight calm way and everything. So it was a good appreciation and complexity to, to see that the way that Anakin, well, the way that Lucas wanted Anakin to handle his feelings was in a more of a dark side type of way. And to expound on a little bit on what um, Trent, um, Mitch was talk- T. Mitch was talking about um, with the Jedi Council. They had the the wisdom because they are the Council to know that oh, it, that um, Anakin was too young to come into you know you know being trained to be a Jedi. He was um, he was he was too old at that point to you know be trained in that manner. But you know Mace, I'm uh, not Mace. <laughs> um, um, oh, uh, uh, wow. What, what, Yeah, Qui-Gon, you know, he he was so forceful in his in his recommendation on him being trained. And so I guess just so pumped, you know, that that he saw uh, a spark or, you know, light, you know, with within um, or saw something within Anakin that he sort of forced his way into, um, you know, his recommendation on, you know, Anakin being trained and which bent, you know, Yoda, of all people who should know to say, okay, well, maybe he can be trained and thus. That may have started this, this, you know, the 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 fall, which what you say of you know the council, or you know going down that path, because they sort of doubted themselves when they really had to wisdom. to know you don't train these kids. I mean, you don't train, you know, um, um, you don't train the 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 the, the um, what I want to say here. Be um, a youngling, but he's a little older than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, He's young, but he's a little older than you know what the young ones should be. So you don't want to train them that old to become, um, you know, dread Jedi because they're still dealing with their feelings. They're still. You know trying to find out who they are and everything whereas a young one you could just you know just mold and you know take them anywhere that you want and thus what you know Kim was talking about you get the the instances where he is being you know just 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 acting all crazy and everything and what you know hitch was saying doing like um you know committing genocide and stuff so anakin was way too old to be trained as a jedi is the roundabout of what i'm saying
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, I mean, uh, when you talk about that, see, I'm on the full—I do the whole 180. I think he wasn't too old. I just think that his—the ideology of the Jedi was so lost at this point, and I felt like it was split in half. If you watch the beginning of episode one and we discussed Qui-Gon's interactions with Yoda alone to training Anakin and why he wanted to do it, I felt that Yoda was more on the gray side as we find him, you know, in the older, even final sequel trilogy as he's talking to Luke— um, on the uh, um, desolate planet on, on the whatever whatever he's left at it, in the unknown regions he kind of comes to the uh, understanding when they talk about the, the books, the uh, the journal of the wills that he understands after all this time what Qui-Gon's been telling him how we have to have more balance in the force to where it was just that, like we're saying the council at this point is split in half Qui-Gon feels that they should be more of a grey Jedi, or more of a balanced Jedi as far as Their ideology, their thought process, to be able to experience love, but I feel like maybe he was the only one outside of Yoda that felt that way, which was a big divide. So, I mean, we'll never know. Obviously, it's a hindsight story, but um, I just think that maybe if that you know Qui Gon you know would have stuck with him, it would have been different. And the telling part is
1: Mm, Dooku's interaction. Possibly, yeah. Was
0: Dooku's interaction with Obi Wan as he's speaking to him about his master Mm. and telling him how you know the Council doesn't understand? anything that's going on, how they don't know. And if you read that Dooku novel as well, it ties into, you know, how powerful, really, and high, how highly regarded Qui-Gon was as a Jedi um, throughout the Force and on the Council. The fact that he didn't take a seat, um, you know, I, I just thought that it would be a completely different outlook with it. Um, maybe this is Obi-Wan's story, as he is, you know, the next Vader or, or something. But, yeah, it, it it's definitely a good setup. It, it's just, like that. Yeah, yeah, and- how crazy that be?
3: And you know what you what you guys were saying about like Qui Gon. Okay, Qui Gon. If Qui Gon had, had trained Anakin, things would have been different, right? We can right. probably say that. But for some reason, Qui Gon was out. Obi Wan felt it was his responsibility to take take over and train right. Anakin. And to your point, T. Mitch, you like you uh, you you were saying that you know Obi Wan was blind to see some of Anakin's problem fault. false right. right and i think that there was more of a a family bond between them it wasn't a it wasn't a master and apprentice or padawan was, they were they they they, they I, I think they they were like brothers and they he does say to him you were like a brother to me you know and right. in in, in, and i think that they're that was the problem. It wasn't Obi-Wan was a terrible teacher or, Ana- you know, they weren't they were just bonded in a different way than Qui-Gon and Anakin. I think Obi-Wan and Anakin, they bonded in a way they were family. So I think Obi-Wan did because you do, you know, I, well, I'm a I'm an only child. So if you, you, anybody have you, anybody got a brother, sister? Yeah. I do, yeah. So you, you, they do something wrong. You're, you're like, well, I didn't even see you do that because I love you so much. You know, is that, is that what yeah.
2: you think it's like to have siblings? Ken?
3: <laughs> I think if I had one, that I would be with my brother or sister, but my parents decided that they didn't want anymore, so they were like, you <laughs> I'll see, broke, broke the mold, broke. Yeah, they were like, oh, forget it. So I think that there was more of a family bond between them, and that's why you. Team Mitch, I think that's
0: why you feel that, right? One wasn't to me, Yeah, to me they come. It's basically like they become Jedi Knights at the same time. Same, yeah. I, I, that, you know what I mean? I don't like you're saying they are brothers because Obi yeah. Wan's not far enough to train him, and I feel like Anakin's powerful. sets so that leveler. Obi Wan might have a little bit of knowledge, but the power oversees it. So they basically become knights at the same time. There is no master apprentice like you're saying.
3: Exactly. So like Obi Wan was 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 already uh, was already trained, but not skilled enough to train. Right. Anakin needed trained and was way more powerful than anybody in the council could even deal with so no one yeah. was no one yeah. were like
1: wow oh, yeah.
3: you know, yeah. so so I think that probably played into it but that made that that was important because it created Anakin it created who he right. was and obi-wan was sort of the lost solo soldier I mean he was just sort of out on his own he la- he had to leave he was go- he was gonzo
1: <sighs> Maybe he wasn't ready to be uh, a trainer, you know, or have a Padawan or whatever, you know. Um, I mean, Anakin keeps referring to him as his father, you know, you're like my father and everything. But he really doesn't treat him, you know, I mean, besides saying it, you know, he doesn't really treat him like that. Well, I guess maybe he does, because if if your father is always telling you what to do, you know, sometimes in families, you know, you could get a little resentful for that. You know, especially if you think you know everything.
3: Right. And he eventually took him out. He mm-hmm. took him out, right? He took him
2: right out. Just like old Yeller.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Just like old Yeller. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you this about about this relationship. As being an older brother, I will say that if if my younger brother and he he's faster than me for once, a foot race always wins. And he'll I'll write that down. And he can have it. Andy can have that. Uh, if he ever would beat me at anything, it would enrage me. I mean honestly, it would enrage me. I, I would not be able to see straight and I would fix the problem. And that's the problem with being the older brother. You'd have to know you can't just I mean, I could never just haul off and hit my brother and he would live. He's much smaller than me. You know what I mean? So th- here's here's this other angle that I that I want to talk about here is that Anakin is, you know, you give him a standardized test he gets 100 out of 100, right? He's the top mm-hmm. the top guy. So the things that Obi-Wan needs to teach him, these like, you know, uh, telekinesis, all that stuff, he's just a natural at. The thing Obi-Wan doesn't have is, is moral experience. That's the thing he's he's lacking. He's too young to know what is a gray area right. even. So okay. he's not able yeah. to describe these things to Anakin because he's he has this immature understanding of the universe. And let's yeah. not forget he has, you know, no like there's no romantic end to the Jedi. And so these guys have this weird blind spot for love that's weird just because they grow up and, you know, if you mistrain a Jedi, it's like the difference between Man of Steel and Brightburn. You know what I mean? Like that's right. the consequence here, and then the reason that they are so strict about the co- the connections they allow you to have is because if you get that wrong, it's devastating for the galaxy.
1: <laughs> that's, right. that's, that's that's what so I was big. saying. is It's easier to train a youngling you know who has a lot more room to grow than as you get older your your views start to narrow your feelings start to get more you know developed and things start to get a little bit more a straight more of a straight line where is if you were younger i mean uh, it's easier to train a baby like you said the difference between bright burn and superman you know um if if Anakin had the, if Anakin like you guys were saying had um you know um my man <laughs> I keep forgetting his name. Um, Qui Qui-Gon. Um, Qui-Gon. Yeah, Just say uh,
2: Liam Neeson. It's cool. The, 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 yeah, Liam,
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> take it. Oh, uh, if if he had Qui Gon to really train him directly, he would have been a. It would have been a much different path for him. So you let's, know, a lot more, a lot more attention would have been paid to. T- you know, a lot more attention yeah. you know would have been paid to. Let me
2: posit this to you though, DP. Just because this is this is something that's been that's always been interesting to me. So we see what what Obi Wan does when Qui Gon dies, right? Yeah, we know that reaction. What's Anakin's what's Anakin's reaction when Qui-Gon dies? Like, let's think about That's that for point. a second.
0: Yeah, absolutely I mean,
2: I'm sitting here thinking like Qui-Gon's meditating in that in that shield room and I'm thinking he's trying to see the outs here and he sees him beating Darth Maul and like eventually Anakin turns to the dark side every single time. It's like this uh, uh Thomas uh, who comes in all the time with us will will tell me He'll say something like, "Well, that's exactly like what happened to uh, Jason Solo in the Legend series." He'll say exactly that's what happened. So it's it's interesting to see it here. And these are all sort of, you know, maybe when I was younger, I couldn't get past how how wooden like the love story was. Like it just didn't feel believable to me. You know what I mean? And and now I get it. It's because it isn't. <laughs> she should not like like Padme should not like this guy. This guy's dangerous and shit. Like, right? <laughs> like that's that's the case.
3: Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I'll have to say that it's the only of all the movies I've ever seen. This is the only time. This is the only love story that I'll watch. This is it. <laughs> this is this is this is the nerd love story. And yes, it's a little stale and uh, maybe a little uncomfortable at 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 times. But when they're in the uh, the Game of Thrones set, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they got the candelabras.
1: Yeah. High
2: garden. <laughs>
3: And you know, it's real moody and the fire in the background, and you know, that that's that's great, that's good stuff right there. Good nerd, uh, love because that's that's it's, it's supposed to be uncomfortable when nerds love, it's uncomfortable. So, Anakin, that's
1: Anakin pushes way into Pat Me's, you know, I mean, as soon, but I mean, I guess on, on that end, too, as soon as Pat Me saw Anakin after how many years or whatever, she was like, oh man he's six oh, three. he's like you know what i mean he's like a d1
2: like power forward you know what i mean he's got great uh, right. stats yeah, you know he's buddy. like dick Vitale called him a diaper dandy last year baby yeah. I, mean, I can oh, see the off in bed and everything you i know? can see uh-huh. the attraction oh, here i mean and let's it. let's talk about hayden christensen <laughs> i guess right like let's just i mean yeah. let's talk about because he's coming back for for some of these disney series and there's been this interesting sort of like revival of of, of his career almost in, in this, in this role. And I got to say, I didn't, I feel like if maybe somebody else had written some of the dialogue he had to deliver, I would have liked him more. I come back to this. What is it? The same thing. I had a same problem with Jake Lloyd last time is that, is that he said, yippee. And I was like, that's terrible. No one ever says yippee. I've never said the word yippee in my life. And mm-hmm. we come down and he's like, I just hate sand, And you're like, <laughs>
1: like right, talk scary. about that. <laughs> Like, no wonder. No wonder this you know. girl
2: isn't into you. Talking about sand and you're doing telekinesis in front of her and being like, "Oh, my boss would be pissed off if he saw me doing this." Showing off. He's showing off and showing out. And look, you want to talk about an awkward, an awkward love scene? Let's talk about how awkward it is to commit to thirty, to confess to thirty murders. <laughs> That's pretty awkward too. <laughs> so I mean, I, I remember, I remember seeing this movie, and then at the end of it, I was like, "Well, when's he going to turn to the dark side?" And now, now I'm watching it and they're just like, well, I, and then like, I'm like, wow, he just like massacred those people. And I have to believe that it's because, and listen, I'm going to say this again. I brought it up. It's because of 9-11. This is the 9-11 movie. Remember, we were all on, I mean, people were on the war path in, in spring of 2002. I, I mean, I don't want to get into the particulars here, but uh, go get them all. It was pretty, uh, pretty common. Uh, that was yeah. a pretty common outlook. So I think maybe... Yeah the history made me miss that. And that's a weird feeling as an old man to have.
1: (laughs) I mean, definitely, you know, um, you gain perspective, you know, as things go on in the world and everything. And, you know, you see this, you see this movie in its place and history and stuff. And I mean, I have to say, I mean, after this is my second time seeing this movie after seeing it in the theaters, because I've been, after all these years and the hate that has come for like the prequels and stuff, made me not want to watch these movies until we started doing this podcast again um now seeing it again i'm like okay it's a lot of good stuff in here and it's a lot of um subjects and a lot of um um areas that lucas had touched on that are really timeless i mean you know he's talking about you know the way you know dictatorships run and the way democracy runs and you know, um, how, you know, politics happen and people make decisions, you know, uh, all the bickering and stuff that Anakin, you know, that Kim we were talking about earlier, you know, talking about and how all that it may be easy for Anakin to see, okay, you make one, dec- or one person makes the decision, Um, you get things done. You know, you just want to get things done. Never mind that he's already halfway to the dark side, you know, and he's talking to Pad, you know, Padme and stuff. And she's looking at him like, okay, well, you know, I could see your side of that, but, you know, that's not what I'm about, you know, well, but I
3: still love you. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll be secret. We'll do it in secret. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That they, yeah. That, that was the yeah. solution. So we yeah. can't get married. Well, well, they do get married, but it's in secret. We won't tell anybody. So it's OK because no one's going to know. Yeah. So that was all right.
0: You know, it's interesting that, that uh you know, hits it through on there and I never really thought about it till now. I mean, as we see the the end of Palpatine, and this is seven, eight, nine, the ability he has with the Force is uncanny. I mean, you know, now that I think about it, what if he put those nightmares in his head? You know, because remember, he is having nightmares about his mom. These have been going on for a while, and typically Jedi don't. And that's another thing that we're talking about. You know, he's so powerful with the Force, so conniving, that these are things that the Jedi aren't aware of other than Yoda. Yoda talks about with him your dreams uh, Joda semi senses it, but doesn't understand enough. But now that I, we're starting to put this pie together, especially as we get to the manipulation of um, Ben Solo and Ray in their mind and the basically created love story that he's created with these two characters to make a forest bond. If we go all the way back to now, it all makes more sense as far as like, you know, Hitch was saying maybe this was his plan all along. I mean, he's already sensed how strong he is. And at this point, you know, Dooku's older, as we're talking about. He's, even in in the novels we've read, he's always been one of those guys who's just ate through apprentices based on, you know, and even some of the legend stuff, Sith are fueled by anger, and there's a point to where the body breaks down. And as Dooku gets older, the anger can only drive you so much, so he's looking for the new youngest, best thing. So, like, you know, as we watch this now, and now we're discussing it, it all kind of brings all nine even into more perspective to me, as far as literally how strong he was as as a roller and as a Sith Lord.
1: Well, as a, a, a thing, I'm seeing with you know coming into this universe, I'm I'm a big Marvel fan and everything. Um, with the Star Wars universe, they do a really good job, you know, with retconning, <laughs> you know, right. filling in gaps of story because the 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 the, the story is linear, so it's. In like a Marvel story and everything, you got so many different because the characters have been around for so long. You got so many different a, you know, aspects of the characters and you know, different alternate universes and you know, different ways the story can be, you know, the stories of the characters can go where it's not filling in the gaps. Star Wars has a beginning and a middle. We haven't gotten to the end, but it's almost like a reality thing where you're filling in gaps of story of where some things that really didn't really make sense. You know, in the beginning, once the, the once a future story fills in that gap, OK, you can appreciate it a lot more now, you know, now that you're starting to put things together. So that's, you know, coming from a casual, you know, viewers perspective, that's what I'm seeing, you know, with, while I'm watching these episodes and also listening to you guys talk about, um you know, some of the, you know, events that happen. I think and, we you know,
2: can't we can't uh, forget this is Invasion of the Body Snatchers, too, right? Like he's <laughs> just trying to steal Anakin's body. <laughs> like that's the whole point of this.
3: Which say can. Well, no, I was just gonna say what you what to, to, to piggyback on what you were saying. Uh, so, the Star Wars universe, every, you can relate to it. I mean, there's real stuff there, right? There's real. This is this is how life is. Life is. Oh man. Changed. And you wake up one day and you feel one way, then you sleep, and then you have a conversation with somebody and you feel a different way, and then yeah. they let their feelings go a little bit to the left. Yeah. And, Oh, no, the left's not good anymore. So I'm going to go back to the right, or I'm going to yep. stay in the middle. I'm going to disagree with this. I'm going to disagree with that. And you can see, you can see your life in all of this, this whole thing. And I think that's when George wrote this. When the when the Creator, when Father, if I refer to Father, <laughs> when he create created this and decided to pull this out of his brain and put it down on paper, that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to give life to life. But in a in a fantasy way, yeah, so, in a fantasy way, right? Don't don't for science anybody. fiction. Yeah, it, you wouldn't offend anybody because, I mean, really, there's no, there's no real, uh, you know, all the things that we conflict with, like the, the hate and people, you know, making fun of people and bullies and racism and all the different things. It doesn't really exist in this universe, right? I mean, not it's not really there. It's not really talked, right. but right. you see. You can see solutions for the problem you can see mm-hmm. how how you can live your life and not have all these problems or it, there's it, it evolves and and i mean i think that's why myself that's why i love this love these stories because they're so thought-provoking
1: and yeah these conversations yeah. about things and they it get real it could get real idealistic and everything which is fine because it's it's not a it's not game of thrones you know, right. it doesn't have to be that, you know, super, you know, complicated and complex, but it gives you just enough, especially if you're trying to, um, it what's George Lucas in what interviews he he's trying to cater to kids. It's a kid's thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and if you're watching it, you know, from that perspective, they get a lot of good lessons, you know, from these movies and the way they deal with like their feelings and attitudes and stuff as you grow as we grow you know and still love these characters maybe we wish that you know some of the um the subjects and everything will be mo- you know a lot more complex like seeing like um you know not seeing stormtroopers go down as easily as- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah exactly that give the give him a break.
0: Boom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least we at least we got some damage this movie. I mean Anakin, you know. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. you know as one of the final points of today's episodes, um what did you guys think? You know, as far as the ending, you know, the, the Dooku conflict, I mean, I oh, thought the battle yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, the I was battle was like exceptional, that, yeah. Um, yeah. but you know, it just two jedis to an old, you know,
1: Oh, you know, uh, Mitch. Before we get right into that, I just want to say one thing. I did really like about, um, like the the we haven't even really talked about Django, right? No, we haven't even brought him up. No, we haven't. (laughs) Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. That was a, this a real you know important section in the movie. I, I I just for once like seeing like the Mandalorian armor and everything, and you know him you know using it. I'm like, oh man, I'm right back at home you know watching the Mandalorian and and, and the fighting and everything with um him and um Obi Wan. Um yeah, that do you know that scene I, I you know I thought was really good, really good.
0: I mean that that's the beginning of the um the clone army too, so it, yeah, it's a, yeah, a huge point you know, and it's what is it. From what we find out in The Mandalorian, it's basically the basis of the st- stormtroopers to this date. I mean, I-, I guess based on this interaction, as we're finding out. And the weird part, like Ken saying, I mean, these clones of Boba aren't dumb. I mean, they're soldiers. So yes. the fact that they are kind of so inept is, you know, a little frustrating. Yeah. Because these aren't like just your, you know, slap them, you know, helmet on somebody, here we go. I would think the ones in the final prequel trilogy that seem to be the best and they're humans would be the worst because there's good, there's bad. I mean, you know, as Finn as a character, there's... Complicated, yeah. Yeah, I mean, these were trained soldiers that were cloned from a soldier. So if you took an army ranger and cloned them, this is what you would get.
3: Yeah, the First Order uh, stormtroopers were kidnapped. Correct. They were kidnapped and enslaved and made to be soldiers. Right. The clones were raised and trained like... um, Like on, like Vulcans, right? They were from a very early age. uh, Sorry, I didn't bring another, (laughs) but they, you know, they're trained and educated and and constantly every day, and that's nourished and, you know, they're they're fed well and they're trained and they're given the best equipment. So the clone army was very, very good. I mean, they went up against machines because machines don't give a damn, and machines Mm -hmm. keep making more machines. So the fact that the clones, Yoda said it that they they actually pushed them back and they were retreating on the main front on Geonosia. Yoda was like, "Good job, guys." I mean, that was great too. Yoda as supreme commander of the clone yeah, army. army, yeah. So, these clones pushed the 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 mechanics back and with, very well. And I mean, there were some casualties, but I think there were more uh Roger Rogers going down than there were clone troopers. Yeah. So, yeah, and and as like you said, T. Mitch, as they evolved into the first order, and you got these like humans who were enslaved. You got they got stupider. I mean, and they got careless, and maybe right. they didn't want to be there. So, I think that was an that's an important thing. And the stormtroopers, the Imperial stormtroopers were right in the middle. They were both. They were trained, but then they were also kind of enslaved into it. So, maybe that's why they weren't so good. They were a little
1: bit uh, uh, inconsistent. Right. Yeah, so real good section of that movie and I mean you know, portion of the movie. But yeah, going towards the end there, um, T Mitch, yeah. The um I, I was pumped seeing Yoda. <laughs> Yoda because <laughs> you never seen him in that aspect of just, you know, just being like, you know, the badass and everything. You know, pulling out the um, you know, pulling out his lightsaber and everything, and him and, you know, um Dooku just like, you know, throwing down and stuff. And he got ah. Uh, for, for such an old guy, he has moves. My man has some moves. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yoda walking out of, like that shadow of Yoda when he comes out. I have never in my life heard something get a cheer like that in a movie theater ever. It's the number one thing that I've Hitch. ever heard get a Hitch. cheer in
1: my life. I remember that experience because I'm, like I said, coming in from a casual you know perspective and everything, I remember a loud cheer when Yoda, yeah, when he was just coming out and doing his thing and everything. So, I mean, for a movie, you don't hear those, you know, you don't get cheers and everything like that in movies and stuff. Like last time I got a cheer was in Endgame, watching yeah. Avengers. And stuff. But I was gonna
0: say that I was gonna say that's probably the <laughs> biggest. That's the, probably the biggest thing I is am. when um, uh, no, it would be probably when Captain America got the uh, uh, yes when he caught the hammer.
1: Got that. that was like yeah. that
0: was yeah. That was probably yeah. the biggest like. Here. Yeah. That or, or maybe when they all came out of the top, the portal,
1: because if you didn't that see the spoilers, the that was the yeah, second you,
0: if Yeah, if you didn't see the spoilers and seeing that, that was that was pretty epic, the final yeah. fight scene. But uh yeah, I do remember as you guys said, is when he came around that corner, you saw the shadow, and then he reaches inside his robe. I mean, that was oh uh, man. I, that, well, as soon as you see him pull his saber and light, ignite, everybody just <laughs> the excite, everybody sits back up in their chair, you know, in the theater. I was like, oh. yeah that
1: that was that's why you paid a ticket that's why you know you go to go to see it on a big screen with a crowd of people and everything get that 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 community feel and everybody and everybody knows how big that scene was you know
2: you know it it also
0: was a big scene for um go ahead it's
2: there wasn't the internet really like there is either so like the idea the spoilers weren't really out there like they are now there were rumors that yoda was going to get in a lightsaber fight and I remember standing in line with all these people and being like, There's no there's no way in hell Yoda is gonna get in a laser. That's not it's just not his bag. And so this happening was a huge shock to me that they would actually go there. And it's one of the first times that Star Wars cashed a check they wrote in a way that made me super happy. So I really liked that a lot.
0: Right. Remember this this is the first time though also that Anakin has has suffered because you know, he's, you know, like we're talking about, he's basically a teen at this point, and you know how teens are stubborn hard-headed. hard-headed. The fact that Dooku cuts him up, he loses a fight, I mean, it's one of those things. Sometimes, you know, too big for your britches. You know, he doesn't win. He gets extremely injured. He could have been killed, you know? So it's one of those things that he begins to realize, and maybe this leads into episode three and his assertion for the power he's trying to, to get to save everyone, and including Padme, that he finds out that, hey, man, I'm not the strongest... Thing
1: out here, yeah. You know? he's, so that he's you know. he's um had, is, 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 he has a kryptonite, you know, in a sort right. of way,
3: you know. That led his, his downfall too, because that was one of his big. That was his biggest sin: is that he wanted to stop death. Right. He wanted to be able to bring people back to life. That was it yes, biggest, yes, his biggest yes. Sin. Yeah. That was what really. Drove him not only over the edge, but then gone. He was just gone. He was no longer human. He was more machine than man, and that was the piece that really put the nail in the coffin for him. As Obi Wan said it, um, and, and, that, and that was that was it. Just wanting to stop death or bring back, you know, pe- bring people back to life. That, uh, that was that was the biggest downfall. Do so we,
2: we see him watch watch his mom die? And so now we see, we'll see in episode three what he's willing to do to prevent his his child from dying.
0: Hmm. Yes. Right. Wow. It's crazy. I mean, we get that that you know, play the quick Plagueis reference, you know, and then it's kind of like you think about it. Yeah. It's, you know. It's just you know the the more I watch season and and I hope everybody listening and watching as well please smash the like and. And please give us the ratings, the the five star ratings on our podcast. But uh, you know, the more I watch and just put my teeth into this stuff, like the references, and then you tie it back. I mean, like it's just it, it's
1: it's so much. It, it reeks. It's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of meat on the bones, a lot of beautiful. You the
0: know, meat. you know, the he talks about how Plagueis, you know, how some young, you know, Padawan to Plagueis, it killed his master, and this, you know, this the manipulation of him at a young age to. To now, I mean, it's just, like I said, as far as writing a character, I think George Lucas really focused on the story of, you know, developing Palpatine to, you know, he's the only character over all nine movies that I can be like, wow, his arc has just been so clear. He's been so powerful. Some other characters you can say, eh, you know, maybe I guess as we get older, Obi-Wan and you see how he cares for Luke and his sacrifice towards Luke and the Force. Um, you know, you might make that, but I just think the way he sets up Palpatine, it's almost like he can have his own movie. The way he starts him off as a character, that's why everybody's calling for these extended, these expanded things—a like young Palpatine series, you know, to, to tie in Plagueis as is you know, Padawan. Because as we're hearing, and this is an interesting sidebar, you know, one of the things Star Wars is trying to do is add a lot more Sith lore in the future. So with Disney Plus and whatever platform they they choose to move forward with, whether it's his own Splat, Star Wars platform that they're listening to a lot of people and there will be a lot more sith War coming in the future here over the next coming years.
1: They'll yeah. you know, be there are people there to eat it up. So, I, oh,
0: they're getting our money,
2: so. I hey. will show, I will assume shutting up. <laughs> <laughs> take it,
1: take it. Take it all.
2: I actually have some dollars
1: here. Hold on. <laughs> wow. Overall, I thought I thought it was a, um, like I said, a fun ride. You know, um, great second, you know, second episode. You know, um, middle of the saga and everything, or you know, at least Anakin's portion. Um, you know, on his way to you know going to the dark side. And as Ken alluded to earlier, it's a great way of seeing a lot more of his complexities as being a young, um, young, youngling. You know, young child or whatever, um, teenager, and seeing how that. Um, you know, developed from the first movie, you know, how he was then. Cause we didn't really get any hints of dark, you know, him being on the dark side in the first movie, this. And as being a teenager, you have a dark side. Like Ken was saying, you know, you, you, you see yourselves in Anakin. Maybe you may not be, you know, go to that dark side, you know, go to that point by like committing genocide and everything, but you can experience some ways where you've done some things in your teenage years that have been highly questionable that you would not do today. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, you
1: know, maybe, maybe. maybe. for the maybe. record, no,
2: you are wrong.
1: <laughs> for the
2: record in posterity, I have never done anything
1: <sighs>
2: ever in my life.
3: Well, you need to start. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do something because if you have, have this kid. You're not allowed to anymore. There we go. Uh...
2: That's true. That is true. Hurry it up. And, you know, it's interesting to think about, you know, this is the Star Wars that came out when I was the same age as Anakin Skywalker, about 1918, you know, right in that age. And it, it's interesting to think about how now I'm the age, Obi-Wan is pretty much in this movie. I'm in my mid-30s, which I think he's probably 35-ish. I'm not, I'm not going to look for, you know, I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> he's probably about that. And it's interesting to, to see how that's shifted my perspective of all these guys, right? Like, I used to think that Anakin was an A-plus student, was a C-minus teacher. You know what I mean? Right. And now now it seems it feels like something different to me. It feels like there really isn't anybody that could that could cordon him in because like, you know, what stops what stops who watches the watchman, right, D P? That's the question yeah. here. Who's gonna yeah. stop him? And ultimately, right. if if he's allowed to attain his, his potential, nobody will be able to stop him.
1: That's deep, Hitch. Deep. Deep, 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 deep,
2: deep. I'm good for one of those a week.
1: Right. but only
2: one that's it i don't, I don't get more than
1: that anybody else well, had any, any final comments about the um the movie or you know how, how we're feeling about that
2: i mean yeah we'll just
0: you know as we wrap it up here you know i mean like i said i feel, feel similar thoughts about the um you know the the way the movie went um i thought it was uh i'd give it about an eight you know i really like the way it put together the the scenes were great the movie was good um you know, whole, I guess, 180 compared to, you know, we, we, we see what it's like to do as proper middle movie. And as we said, we'll get we'll progress along the Star Wars train, and the other ones. But uh, we see what happens when you properly keep the same producer and, um, you know, same have a writer, clear path where have you a want clear to go. To. Yep. So, without throwing shade at anybody, so to speak. <laughs> well, I'll just I'll, I'll end on that note on my point. Uh, what are you guys' final thoughts?
3: A lot, lot cleaner, lot cleaner film from the first one. I think George scaled it back a little bit with his, uh, with his uh, jump into the use of uh, CG. I think he got over, he got over, he got excited with Phantom Menace and he CG'd everything. I think he yeah. did, he did it a lot in this one, but he also used a lot of sets. Yes, yeah. yes. Set. Great
2: point.
3: They had CG in the background. and You could tell um, characters were CG that that that's one criticism I'd have like Dex great character should have been a person in a costume I think the interaction between him and Obi-Wan would have been way cooler if it had just been uh like like Jabba just just a a, a person in a costume I think it would have been cooler but it was a little that that scene was a little bit much for me kind of like it was just too much um great fight scene between obi-wan and Django, probably one of the best best ones aside from the of course yoda lightsaber battles but if you just look at battles between two soldiers obi-wan and Django, Fett, i mean it was amazing the really great um uh, adversarial uh fight well done a lot of good action to it great second trilogy second movie in the trilogy just like empire is my favorite out of the the uh red you know the middle trilogy but uh very good stepping stone for the rest of the series for me.
0: What about you Hitch?
2: So I gave Phantom Menace a seven and I would probably give this movie a seven and a half, a little bit better. And if this were actually episode one, I probably would have a much higher grade for this because I feel like there's some missing meat to this trilogy, just like to the sequel trilogy. This, this I've, I've often told people that you could pretty much summarize all of everything that happened in episode one in the elevator conversation. We get it. That's exactly what happened. We understand the whole plot. If it weren't for the fact that Gwygon Jin's not in this movie, you pretty much don't even need to know anything that happened in episode one to know what's going on here. So, mm. as a second movie, I think that there needs to be something in the middle between here and three. And the good news I got some good news for everybody there is a bunch of stuff <laughs> that happens <laughs> between this and episode three. Uh, one thing that i i like a lot you know that diner scene that that ken talks about we used uh we used daxter as our uh thumbnail this week just because it's fun um i was interested to see a little bit more about like how did obi-wan like is he just going to lunch in this place does he just know this dude or like is this just where all the jedi hang out you know how there are cop bars maybe there's jedi bars right on coruscant Uh, i also i also liked uh i'm sorry was
3: that yeah, okay, they, they knew him he must come in there like every day <laughs> yeah like every
2: day he gets a jedi mount and goes you know goes back to the temple uh i really liked how you know i liked i love the seismic charges you know that that chase scene on geonosis in the in the ring the ring system uh i like the seismic charges i definitely did a fist pump when we saw seismic charges in mandalorian
1: yeah i remember that yeah so
2: for me this movie you know i probably wouldn't have given this more than a five if i was if i would have told you what i would have said this week like if you'd asked me last week what i thought i was gonna do i'd have been much lower so for me the rewatch was a success i enjoyed the movie more than i had previously
1: That's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying with you, Hitch, um, you're changing your tune a little bit slightly from what, um, you know, what we what we was doing before we even started these podcasts and stuff. So that's good to hear. It's good to see, you know, gaining a perspective when you uh, when you rewatch stuff. (laughs) And Finally, what about you, DP? I I pretty much said what I what I felt. I thought the movie I I will give it an eight, you know, as you as you did. Um, it was a fun watch again. Um, the movie looked a lot more smoother, a lot more, um, you know, the film, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the, um, the, the graphics and the CG, as Kim was alluding to, um, looks a lot better against this digital than it did against film. So technology came up around that time better. Um, the complexities in Anakin and, you know, his relationship with um, Padme and just, you know, Anakin as a character, period. And the politics that, you know, George Lucas was, you know, going um, talking about um, in this movie is uh, definitely, you know, really great appreciation, especially as compared to a lot of things that's going on today. So I I was like I said in the very beginning, he was a bit of a soothsayer, but these are timeless themes and timeless, you know, Mm -hmm. events and um, characters traits that could just really just be just put on here and, you know, on and other stuff. So um, it definitely gets a from me.
0: And I really appreciate that dp and as, as we said again everybody who out there listening in the vehicles whether you're in a car on spotify amazon uh you know apple uh itunes uh, anywhere you can even watch us for everybody on facebook uh really appreciate you guys coming along with us as, as this journey of carbonite Bounty BS. and like i said having these discussions please guys reach out to us on all our platforms feedback um we want to hear from you guys we want to interact with you guys even more but uh you know, as we move to next week, we are all progressing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you guys want to get a watch in of uh, episode three, the final of the original prequel trilogy, oh, we're, we're going to do having Clone another...
1: Wars next.
2: Yeah, let's do Clone Wars. Yeah, so we're going to do that. Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're going to do Clone Wars. Do the Clone Wars, Wars okay. movie. I actually haven't even seen it, so this will be awesome. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah,
0: we'll we'll bring that in. So yeah, we'll we'll take a sidestep here. We'll bring it in, and then um, you said we'll have another discussion for everybody, another some talking points. So if everybody wants to get their um, you know their their watching of this going, uh, it'd be a great point for us to, to, to bounce off again. I mean, it's for a lot of people, like you're saying, it's new, um, exciting, and it, it ties some other things into this as well. So, it, it once again, it kind of ties some um, continuum as far as how all this stuff leads into one another. So, I, I really think, and even times of the Mandalorian, a lot of these these animated things and uh, you know are going to tie into more of these animated series with you know the felonies and, and people of the world. This a lot of this stuff that we see in the. I guess we would call it EU. Would you hit? What would we consider this? Legends?
2: Uh, you mean you mean the, the old books fine. and stuff? or Yeah, I
0: mean, well, even like some of these, like the Clone Wars, even like, what would we consider this? Would this be canon? Yeah, I, mean, I guess it's uh, sort of like,
2: this, like, it's, it's, it's this, a secondary canon, right? So it's like not, right. it's not like the movies, but it's the next level, I guess. It's probably these older okay. Lucasfilm sort of uh, cartoons.
1: Right. That's the way I feel mm-hmm. it. That's all head yeah.
2: canon, you know, it doesn't, it's all whatever, whatever Disney says is actually what
1: it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, uh, so, well, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. There's the money. Take his money. It. Take my take money. It.
0: Take
3: the money. Take it.
0: Uh, yeah, once again, guys, like I said, please, if you're listening to us, watching us, uh, smash a like on the video, or please comment and give us five-star ratings on it. We will continue to keep giving you guys, you know, talking points, keep giving you content, and um, some big things in the work for the channel, and as far as all our viewers. So, um, just working on some things behind the scenes. We don't really want to discuss with you guys, but some really exciting things for the channel and the community moving forward. And uh, we'll bring you guys along this journey. And when some of these things roll out, we'll definitely be sharing it. But as the guy said, please start paying attention to us on some of our other platforms because there'll be some really interesting things coming out there. And we might even give you guys some teasers of some things we're looking to do in the future. So uh, other than that, guys, without further ado, I appreciate everybody listening and tuning in. And um, this is the way. This is the way.
1: Encyclopedia.